This is the 40-year-old Bond Virgin's Do David Lynch Movies Podcast. This meeting is being recorded. It is. It is being recorded. Feels like you've really got that level right on that now. On the... I mean, it, I'm not trying. It's just whatever volume it was when I last had a work phone call. Well done. <laughs> That's good. Thanks. <laughs> How's you? Uh, good. Yeah. Not bad. You? Are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I'm tired. Oh, man, I am. Um, it's Sunday at seven in the evening, mm. and I just had my morning shower about half an hour ago. Ugh. Um, slept in till ten. Did a few things, walked the garden, stuff like that, and then fell asleep again till about three. Mm-mm. Then made dinner. It's not a bad day. And, and you're still tired. Mm. You should look into that. Yeah, we'll just get some more sleep, probably. Yeah, I went to Oxshot today. What's that? Cobham, a village. It was really okay. lovely. Excellent. And then I came home again. And then I made dinner, and then I came and did this. Elephant Man. Yeah, yeah, I watched it too. <laughs> Filmed in 1980. 1980? If you'd had to guess, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was released. If you'd had to guess before I said that, when would you have thought it came out? Hmm, well. But not in the Victorian times. I'll give you that for free. Just how young Hopkins looked, I would have said mm-hmm. late 60s. Yeah, I thought it was made there. in the 60s or 70s. That's what I'd mm. always thought about it when I've seen clips of it. Or Yeah. It's like a... it was done very well. It looked very old, like uh, Razorhead looked newer. They were both black and white, but they looked crisper than this movie did. Like, it, I did was... read that it was purposefully made, they, they filmed it in black and white, and I think maybe a bit grainier because they montaged in some actual Victorian footage and they wanted it to kind of retain oh, that did they? Oh, okay. feel. Um, but mm. I can't think at what point. I, although I do feel like there was like a street shot at one point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was only it was like I was watching it, and I, I, I and I didn't realize I had had set it at a particular time of filming in my head until cast members started coming up, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! How yeah. how they they're too how are you alive? relevant? <laughs> I know them. How are they in this film? So I didn't get any of that." Me. I didn't recognise anyone. The dude playing the Elephant Man is the guy from Aliens, right? Alien, yep. where the thing bursts out of his stomach. But he looked old in Alien, so I figured, yeah, could be. He goes through a lot for his art, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> um, i got some <laughs> stats. Do some stats, go on. IMDb say 8.2. I agree. Rotten Tomatoes say 92%. I'll give that to you. 
I've got Amazon ratings. Amazon ratings on VHS is 4.7. Yeah. Blu-ray, it's 4.7. On yep. DVD, it's 4.7. Yeah. On DVD 2020 release, it's 4.8. <gasps> and then on the Criterion Collection DVD, it's 4.9. Oof. What have they done on the Criterion edition? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds really good, doesn't it? Do you get a natural elephant with it? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Would you like me to read you out a couple of my favourite Amazon reviews? Yes, please. Okay. So I have um, a review from 2018. Nancy Bishop from the United States gave it three stars. She said, there was nothing I like best or nothing I like least. So kind of in the middle. She was kind of, Mm. you know, it was pretty average. Stumpy Dave. Yeah, one more. Stumpy Dave is also a three star reviewed on the 8th of March in 2021. Would that have been for the Criterion edition? Would you have made that? I'll find out. Mm -mm. Carry on. Okay. He says, great film, but unwatchable for me due to the fact that I'm deaf. But this has no (laughs) subtitles, which the DVD version has. So actually, I didn't get to watch Uh, it, although I have seen it before. So you streamed it? I think he watched it on DVD with subtitles. Oh, yeah, I don't know how he watched it. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had watched it before. This is the thing. He had watched it before. Yeah. But he couldn't watch it this time because he's deaf. Hmm. I mean, I think you're going to have to take up any further questions you have with Stumpy Dave himself. This is this is the only hmm. insight I have. Maybe I will. September 29th, 2020 is when... Oh, wait. So there's a 2020 release DVD and a Criterion Collection DVD, both released in 2020. They're the same thing. Well, they've got different ratings. Mm. Um, I don't trust these reviews. So going back to Stumpy Dave. Yeah. You're saying... He's deaf and he needed yep. subtitles. Yep. And he's watched it before, but yeah, this he time... he watched it before and it did have subtitles when he watched it before. So this and time he, he must have watched it on VHS He watched it on something else. And whatever yeah. this thing was, it didn't have subtitles. So he didn't watch it, but it didn't matter because he'd watched it before, so it was fine. Still not happy about it. I want to know <laughs> how he watched it because... It would have had subtitles. I reckon he's just an idiot. He doesn't know how to turn them on. Lee, mm. he is deaf. Yeah, well, he's not listening then, is he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the audience, um, Kelly's actually laughing as well. No, I wasn't. <laughs> he was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I struggled to find anything interesting written about this movie oh uh on imbd there's no okay. interest in trivia really? so i've written yeah okay. Go on. <laughs> a couple of bits literally <laughs> okay. that's about it so i'm just gonna uh join you on the ride really that sounds Jumping good where sounds i good. can have, um have what else we got scary girl oh spooky girl Spooky. I should know her name by now. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Okay. I asked Spooky Girl, is there anything more sexy than the sight of blood gravy coming out of a tiny chicken's ass? 
I find the sight of blood gravy coming out of a tiny chicken's ass to be quite disturbing. I don't find it sexy at all. In fact, I find it to be rather disgusting. I don't understand how anyone could find that to be arousing. It's just wrong. So I go. mean, bang on. Bang on. Now, she, um... AI wouldn't even answer that. I asked AI oh. directly, and it said, yeah. I'm, I'm not programmed to answer this. So I actually asked, I said, I asked AI to imagine it was a young ghost girl and <laughs> how that young ghost girl would feel about blood gravy coming out of a tiny chicken's ass. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty hard to do. Wow, you had to work hard for that. <laughs> and it, you know, it was a sensible answer. Why they couldn't just answer in the first place. Mm. Exactly. There you are. That was a nice straightforward one. And no one gave up. Do, oh, did anyone give up on her question last week? You know, last season. Last season. Like, people were always giving this up. This is season stuff. two. If you look on the uh, podcast. Have you called thing, it a season? Oh, it just feels like yeah, wanky. Second season. <laughs> and uh, we're on episode two now. Is Bill so, listening? I don't know. What did we ask her last week? Um, what will we predict is the best? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. No one would have given up on that then. I guess I don't know. But I think people would give up on Lynch films. I think some people would just find them too non-linear and just walk this out. This one wasn't. This one was no, very this linear. One, very, very linear. Mm. It was the linearest film that ever lineared. How'd you watch it this week? How did you watch it this week? Okay, so I can't remember what day it was. Wednesday, maybe. You sent me a message. I was having a crappy day at work. And then you sent a message saying, hey, when do you want to record? And I was like, fuck, I haven't even started watching it yet. <laughs> and then it was like a crazy evening. And then I had a couple of gins. And I was like, sod it. I'm just going to stay up and watch it. So I started watching it at 9.40 at night in bed on my laptop but I was also making notes at the same time on my laptop so I did about 20 minutes Mm. and then I finished it last night I had the front room to myself put it on the tv with subtitles feet up laptop at the ready and actually we already had it recorded it was recorded on our sky q box Stuart must it was recorded from last August Stuart must have just recorded it just because we I know we might have known at that point. Maybe I did record it. We decided. When did we decide this theme? Oh, did we decide last... it when we were out with the boys? No. No. Um, okay. So maybe you did do no. it. Okay. And yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I did. How about you? I watched. I tried to watch it the Friday before last, but fell asleep. And then yeah. I watched. It again Sunday evening, Saturday evening, Saturday evening, just gone. Yeah, and managed to stay awake. Um, nicely done. Yeah, it's pretty simple in the front room on the big TV on a USB stick. Um, before though, before we get started, I need mm. to give you my um latest um. Bond knowledge pub quiz question. So I went to pub quiz again on Thursday. And there was a round where 10 tracks were played. 
just the intros and you had to identify the singer and the song. And then for a bonus point, if there, you could get the connection between them. Now, unfortunately, I didn't identify the connection. Somebody else in the team did after two tracks. So track one was, uh, I can't remember the name of the song, but Sam Smith. And then the second song was Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. So it was all people that had sung Bond themes. Right. Somebody else got it, but then I was able to identify a decent amount of tracks after that based on who I knew had recorded Bond themes. And yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well done. Thank you. Did you you. win? You need to go to fifth. Mm. What did they win? Did they keep all the money again, feeding bastards? No. So it had rolled over three weeks. So the pot had gone up to about 200 quid. Ah, so that money you didn't win stayed in the pot then? Yeah, that's our money. Mm. Um, So, yeah. And then... um, this week it was split into percentages across the top three teams. So one team got 50 quid, one got 70 and one got the rest and the mm. winning ones got the rest. But another option could have been that the winning team won everything. Right. And as you know, the winning team can just win their money back and that's it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. right. Shall I tell you about this film I watched? All right. Step. All right then. Oh, it's Sonny Jim. Right. So, this film is about Joseph Merrick, who went by John Merrick, who uh, was a Victorian gentleman who was born with a condition that caused massive deformities across his body and his face. Um, and actually, I don't know. See, this is one of the facts that I found out. I don't know if you saw the same thing, but it's not really known what condition he had. So mm. at one point, it was assumed to be neurofibromatosis. Yeah, but they couldn't and find then... any. That's what they assumed it was by what he looked like. Yeah. But they couldn't find any evidence of that in his DNA because they got his skeleton and. And then Lumps CT scans of the skeleton made them think it was Proteus syndrome. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then when they actually did tests for all of for both of those conditions, the tests came back inconclusive. So mm. really don't know what, what happened. So a film makes a bit of a deal, especially in the end credits. I don't know if you saw the bit in the end credit where it's like, this film is not based on the play. It is based <laughs> on the real-life account of John Merrick. But actually... Well. They probably said that because the play tried to sue the movie company for using the exact same mm-hmm. name, The Elephant Man. Okay. Well, I mean, um, that was the name of the guy. Yeah. Kind of. Well, it's John. John, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Joseph. <laughs> or Elephant Man. Either way. Although largely true, there were some key some key differences. So it starts off really Lynchian. So you have this very haunting, weird mushed up visual Mm. of a woman I thought in childbirth but I don't know actually whether it was meant to be like maybe she was being raped almost I'm not sure but it was her face almost kind of screaming and howling lots of elephant imagery and then like a metallic clanking um so it was really kind of um a razor heady at that point yeah I read somewhere that it was literally her being stamped on by elephants 
which oh, was okay. Which I think was the story that the circus dude told. Yeah, yeah, okay. While she was pregnant, she got stamped on by everything. Okay. But, um, yeah. And that was kind of like, <laughs> that's right. So I thought we were kind of in for that same, although I had like a preconception yeah. of the film as being quite a, a, a normal narrative. I thought maybe it was going to be a lot more Lynchian, but, but that was the only bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first part of the film is all about how um the elephant man is toured around the country it's like the east midlands or something in real life toured around the country by mr bite and this kind of street boy that he that he keeps by him that i thought i was gonna be trying to be really funny and call him dexter fletcher for a laugh because he looks so much like dexter fletcher it was okay. dexter fletcher so it really wasn't that funny oh, right. and that was like when i was like <laughs> how's dexter fletcher in this film from like the 50s I don't understand um and um, so there's this big carnival scene where there's a lot of people kind of like wandering in to see the freak show. Um, and it, one of the things uh, that struck me that I wanted so to... had to Google who Dexter Fletcher was. From Press Gang. Press Gang guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, there, I have a very particular image of balloons from when I was a child. Like balloons to me always had a string that went straight up and like a very primary coloured balloon on the end of it. And I think I get it from films like this. Like, they wouldn't mm. have had helium back then, would they? Surely. <laughs> um, I mean... Can you Google that? Yes. Did Victorians have helium balloons at carnivals? But the, the strings were always perfectly straight. So Dr. Treves is wandering around the carnival and um is keen to see the the elephant man in the freak show 1935 first time helium was used as a lifting gas for balloons was 1935 for the explorer 2 mission engineers opted for helium because it was non-flammable and safer than hydrogen which was previously okay. used. However, helium only had 92% lifting capacity of hydrogen, so a larger balloon would require a lift by men and their equipment. It wasn't until the 1980s that a technology developed to be allowed to say... That's a hot air balloon, for... surely. <laughs> uh, like this is balloon. like um, stuff floating up into space. I think like weather balloons yeah. and shit, I suppose. But, yeah, that's when they started using it. Yeah, balloons. So he went to go and have a peek, but... Um... The show was in um, process of being shut down by the police. I think it was too horrific for the crowds, and so we didn't get to have a proper look. Um, and then, and then I noted that lots of the people in the crowds looked like people I know at work. Like specifically, I kept seeing people that looked like very specific people at work. I just wanted to point that out. Well, and I then... had um, before we go any further that first mm. scene where she's been, what I assume is being trampled on by elephants. Mm. Like you, I had a memory of this film. I think mum used to watch this movie. Okay. Um, I remember seeing it very young. I can't imagine why else I'll be watching it. But um, that first scene, I was like, oh, maybe this isn't going to be how I remembered it. Maybe this is going to be mm-hmm. like Lynch, Lynchiumed. Um, But it wasn't. But it wasn't. <laughs> it was Carry just on. like a Victorian thing. <laughs> yeah. So then, so then, so then we find out that this this man that we've been following around the carnival, who's played by Anthony Hopkins, who has 
the kindest, softest voice. He has the best voice on the planet, I think, quite possibly. Yeah. And in this film, he looked a lot like Paul McCartney and had expressions like Paul McCartney. So he's a surgeon at the London Hospital. And the wee scoundrel, Dexter Fletcher, comes to say, hey, mate, look, I can let you see the elephant man come come over. And so he takes him back to his house and Dr. Trev's, Trevis, Treves, Trevs, Anthony Hopkins sees him for the first time and he just weeps one gentle single tear. And then he splashes cold water on his face and he tries not to be sick. Um, and then he invites John Merrick to his office and asks him lots and lots of questions. And John Merrick, he can't answer, he just makes all these kind of grunting noises. And yet he persists, he keeps asking him more and more questions. And then he says, take your hat off and I will examine you. And you don't really see the the examination. It's all kind of, yeah, it cuts away. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, I can only see your well, forehead. <laughs> my forehead and my raised arm. I was thinking <laughs> and thinking, thinking and thinking. <laughs> so he's a, a well-renowned surgeon and he takes John Merrick to be to be reviewed by lots of London leading medics kind of showcases him, yeah. which is kind of like a, a kind of a, it's a theme that comes up a lot. Like, he, you know, he's, he's no longer subjected to the working classes poking fun at him and being horrified and paying money at fun fair, but instead he stood in front of a upper middle-class audience also kind of viewing him for pleasure because the thing I took away from that scene you know you had like 100 odd very learned men very serious watching Mm. but in the whole showcase all he kind of said well actually I wrote down one of the lines he said um but at no point have I met as perverted or degraded version of a human being as this man (laughs) Um, so he kind of like points out all his inadequacies and all of the problems and all the things that are wrong and everyone looks at him and then they pull the curtain closed again then everyone just applauds and it's like you've not had a a hypothesis as what what might be wrong you've not suggested what can be done for him you've literally just said look at this deformed man that I found on the streets and everyone went oh well done nicely caught there's like there was nothing else like if it had an educational purpose or like anyway but but Dr. Travis is a good man because John Merrick goes back to, in the film, he's kind of referred to as his owner, Mr. Bites. Um, He goes back and Mr. Bites wants to know where he's been and like beats him. And John's wheezing and little Dexter Fletcher runs over and says, Oi, you got to come quick. He's going to kill him or something like that. And Dr. Travis goes there and convinces Mr. Bite, pays him to let him take him away just to, he, he kind of says, you're, the guy was like don't take him away because I need him for business he's like your business is going to go under if he dies so let me at least treat him and I'll bring him back to you so he kind of bargains with him that way now in real life and I read this on a few different things John Merrick was actually a bit of a businessman he he willingly entered into a partnership they were actually really good friends the guy that he toured with they mutually made money from one another so it was Mm -hmm. actually all done in quite a he kind of embraced who he was and yeah. used it to, to earn a living. He's flaunting um, it. He was like, yeah. he was all over TikTok. Baby. He'd be all over he, TikTok. Oh my now, God. He? he would be an absolute influencer. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but the film portrayed Mr. Bite to be this real, this real bully. Yeah. Um, but I imagine in quite a lot of scenarios in freak show carnival type things, that actually would have been the case. People would have been caged and toured around. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah. For the time this was supposed to have happened, I suppose, yeah. That said, it put me in mind, obviously, of the film Freaks, the 1930s film. Do you remember that film? Another one that mm. Mum used to watch a lot. <laughs> no. It, it was it so there was a storyline to it which was a beautiful trapeze artist joins a traveling freak show um in order to marry I can't remember like the ringmaster or something to get a lot of money but the freak show was made up of lots of people with real life afflictions and I was like kind of wikiing them and actually a lot of them were like like celebrities and and quite moneyed mm. And seemed to be quite in control. Like one of them was one of the one of the guys that um was in uh, The Wizard of Oz as the I represent the lollipop kids, the <laughs> lollipop kids. Like that guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. But they all seemed to be like um in control of their own destinies. So I don't know. So you're saying in the in the movie Freaks yeah. there was a guy from The Wizard of Oz in it, is that what you're saying? One of them was, yeah. He was in Freaks, and there were quite a few other. The little guy in this movie is the guy that played R2-D2. What little guy in this? So the travelling freak show in this. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah, here's a guy in in a little R2-D2. Right, interesting. And other things. Hmm, Okay. Um, so Dr. Treves takes him back to the hospital and although um, initially a lot of the staff at the hospital um, are shaken by his presence, uh, Treves actually makes really good progress with him and teaches him to talk. Mm-hmm. But there are some questions being raised about whether it's good use of hospitals, time and bed to have somebody that's basically, there's Uncurable. there's no cure. Yeah. yeah. So um, so he kind of has to go to like the managing director of the hospital to try and beg for him to be able to stay and kind of prove he's made progress by educating him. And just when they think that, because he, he repeats back some answers parrot fashion, and the, the managing director is a bit like, well, like you've you've got him to repeat stuff. This isn't showing that he you've broadened his horizons in any way. But then, as he leaves the room, John Merrick starts reciting large passages of the Bible that he's read and understood, um, and is repeating mm. of his own account. So he's allowed to stay. Um, he is. Meanwhile, none of this, we, none of this was um, apparently he was quite an intelligent guy. Really intelligent, and, a good singer, a good actor, well yeah. read. And none of this was um, actually happened. This film's gone found... dirty. Yeah, it has really. <laughs> <laughs> but great makeup, go. actually. Um, like Very when good. you look at pictures of him in real life, like there is a startling yeah. resemblance. And I think I think I half read this that perhaps the makeup. Oscar Award was invented just to be able to honour this. I might uh, make that up. Ignore that. It got um, eight 
not awards. What did it get? Nominations. Eight nominations right, for okay. different things in this movie. Different things. Different things. Just stuff, you know. Stuff, things. Mm. Sorry, just reading a notification on my phone. So we meet it? Sonny Jim. No. No, I don't want it either. Did you read it? Oh, hold on. Do I want what? No, no, no. It wasn't. I didn't. I, it was a different notification. Oh, okay. What do I want? Oh. Does anyone want this? What is it? I think it's, it's an like air freshener. It's like an incense thing. He's got that off Temu, hasn't it? <laughs> hasn't he? Hasn't it? Hasn't it? Hasn't, hasn't it? it got this on Temu? <laughs> right. Stop sending us pictures of your crap purchases, Danny. We can give it away on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Ask him. Send him a message. If anyone wants a, a used, <laughs> a, a hardly used incense uh, electric plug-in device. Um, Probably just, from Temu. Just uh, tweet hashtagging Bond's wearing a wig. Um, I don't know, saying Elephant Man is all right. By the by, this time next week, by yeah. by Sunday by, the fifteenth, yeah. and then we're randomly expect pink someone. Okay, yeah, it does. It's it's like we should warn people that it has set my brother's allergies off, which is why he's giving <laughs> yeah. it away. But you might not have allergies. Yeah, so, you might not. All right. <laughs> You should ask what else he's got, and maybe <laughs> maybe we, we can give something away. Oh, he said no. It's oh, he says it's a ligament UK supermarket brand. Let me just message him. Yep, we'll have it. Okay, so so then we meet Sonny Jim. He's played by Michael Elphick. He's not kind. He's the night porter. It appears that everybody else has gone home in the day. He's the only pe- only person left in the hospital, and he basically just comes in and ridicules John Merrick at night and points his finger at him and, and laughs. Yeah. So then I recognised him, but I couldn't find anything on IMDb t- that I recognised. Really? He's in a ton of stuff. You will recognise him from our childhood. I can't remember who used to watch Boone. Someone used to watch Boone all the oh, time. Boone, was that dad. him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that might have been it. So I was, going, I was scrolling through, and normally... Oh, but that's where I know I'm from. As soon as I see something come up on IMDb, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. But I was scrolling through and I didn't see anything. Yeah, that's him. Boone could have been it. Um, so, so Dr. Treves takes John Merrick home to meet his wife and they have the loveliest conversation and he's really admiring of their home and they show him lots of pictures and then he shares back a picture of his mum and... Um, and says really touchingly, I really wish I could show her with you, being friends with you, I might have made her proud. And the wife was like, you would just made her proud by being how lovely you are. So in real life, his mom died, I think, when he was about 10. Um, and his father remarried and neither of them were particularly, um, I think yeah. they, he ended up living with his uncle anyway. So I don't know. Um, his, just talking about his mum for a moment. Yeah. Um, that shot at the beginning of her being freaked out and being trampled by elephants. Yeah. There was a there was a mention of uh, up until the nineteen fifties, medical books still saying a shocking fright from a pregnant woman can deform a child. Oh, um, and they they 
back back in a day, I think they fought. That she got so scared from I don't know being underneath an elephant, <laughs> being near an elephant. I don't know. They had formed the child because she got so scared. And up until the 1950s, they were still printing that medication, uh, medical journals. Um, and then from that, he starts to get to be introduced to other well-to-do patrons of society, and they'd come and visit him in the hospital. And mm. again, the whole kind of juxtaposition of if he's still a freak show. I think Doc Strews is doing it as a way of building his confidence and showing that he could be a part of society and giving him socialisation. But at one point, the head nurse kind of calls him out on his behaviour and he does start to question it a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, so, uh, am I just doing the same thing as the circus dude, right? Yeah. But for yeah, a different crowd. Exactly. I, I'm just at Mr. Bites all the time. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm Mr. Bites again. So, um, so he's granted a kind of a um, permanent right to live in the hospital ordered by Queen Victoria or influenced by Queen Victoria. And as a little welcome gift, because all of the nursing staff now love him and come and chat to him. They give him this like gift set of all of these men's toiletries and beautiful things and he's in his room mm. and he's just like he's did you find that weird you're pulling a face yeah because it was like shaving equipment and did seem a bit stuff he's got like half his, his forehead hanging over his eyes and like half his face sticking out and he's got he's bald because it's genetically you know the lumps on his head and won't grow any hair yeah what the fuck's he supposed to do? Well, they gave him aftershave. He was putting that on. He was enjoying the uh, aftershave. Yeah. He aftershave liked having all the things. It was a possession and it was mm. it was showing made him feel it made it, you know, it was now his home. Here are his things in his home. Yeah. That he couldn't use. Um, that he couldn't really use. And and he'd been doing um I haven't mentioned this and I should have done. Um he'd been doing he'd been building a little replica of the church that he could see from his bedroom yeah. window. Model village. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well done. Um, <laughs> Which wasn't what he built in real life. He oh, what did he build some, in real life? I can't remember the name of the place, but it's some French cathedral thing. Not out sure. of a kit. No, oh. can't remember. But it's out of a kit and um, they were just amazed he made it with one hand because he couldn't use his other hand, yeah. obviously, because it was a... And his other arm, if you look in the in the real pictures of him, mm. his one non-affected arm, yeah, really skinny. Yeah, it wasn't uh, can... wasn't doing those reps. No, I guess not. No, he was skipping arm day. He was, uh, but yeah. Okay, and so also, the, so he's got his to make up the arm. base or something. Uh, it's just part of the movie. Is he was. Showing someone that model wasn't he, and explain that he's never seen the base of that church. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, his room in that hospital in real life didn't face the, didn't face that church. Uh, so he okay. wouldn't have seen the roof either. They are liars. <laughs> Such a whole movie is bullshit. Lynch, you <laughs> promised this was based on real events. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You made a big fucking deal of that and didn't deliver. Talking about the hospital, yeah, they turned that hospital into a museum, London Hospital, London Medical Museum or something, uh, where his bones were on display. 
Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read Steel Woe, and I was going to go and check him out at the weekend, um, but it's permanently closed. Because it had some like letters from Jack the Ripper and stuff like that in there, and it had his um, Elephant Man's hat with the little eye hole in it. I thought, when I saw that in the film, I, I was going to make a little note, because the hat was so ridiculous. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is he wearing a hat for? And then when yeah. I was Googling, it's like, oh, no, he literally did he wear did that. He did wear that hat. hat. <laughs> um, that's interesting, because mm. I did, because medical, I've never been to a medical museum. But no, there's, yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff there. I, I was kind of bummed to. out to find it was closed. Yeah, I'm up for that. Okay. That, that's the kind of thing that we could actually really do. Like, not all our half our shit from Bond that... Mm. Hey, I was at the Bond Studios. Right, yeah. What were you doing yeah. there? Um, we went to see Taskmaster being recorded. Oh, I um, thought you weren't going. Uh, we didn't go... We were. We didn't go to the one that I said, would anyone like the tickets for? Because nobody oh. wanted the tickets. I said, do you mind if I move them? And we moved them to this one. And we went last nice. week. And it was really good. Front row seats. Um, so that was good, but yeah, I didn't. One studio was the Sean Connery studio, and then there was the Albert Broccoli sh- studio that was huge. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, what does that mean? Does that mean it's just the name of the studio and they still use it, or it's yeah, it's, it's just, just named where after. Was Sean Connery stuff was done? Now I, am, it's closed. I am well, I imagine it was where it was done, um, and now and it's, it's just, just called named that. after him, and okay, they still cool. use it for other things. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, very good, very good. So um, so he's just having the time of his life. He's got his aftershave, he's in his room, he's like looking really dandy, he's 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 looking good, he's feeling good. And um Sonny Jim uh is down the pub where he's usually hanging out and he's telling a load of people, stick us a couple of bob and I'll take you over there. And actually, like Yes, clearly this is like the worst bit of the film and it is horrifying. But the bit I found most horrifying was the guy with the two prostitutes. Yeah. So like a whole load of people like paid to go and have a bit of a look. And what you would do is you'd go into the bedroom and force them against the window and people would stand outside and look in. And I don't know there were about 10 of them, and one of them being Mr. Bike because he still wants him back. But this guy puts in money for, for him and these two women. And he's like peering through the window at John Merrick and then like forcing, like twisting these women's heads towards him and like like snogging them. And then they all go into the room and the the drunk guy like forces the, one of the prostitutes to, to kiss John Merrick mm-hmm. and she's screaming and, you know, obviously it's traumatic for, for for everyone they're pouring alcohol down his throat um the second prostitute uh seemed into it the first one maybe. was screaming like she wasn't yeah, up for yeah. it. the second one was like just laughing and then was quite quite into it and then he kind it? of pushed them both into the corner and started kissing them again and yeah really it was really revolting gross yeah um, yeah and um, and then they force him to look into a mirror at himself and he screams at his own reflection. That makes everybody laugh at him. Hmm. And then to top it all off, at the end of the night, Mr. Bite kidnaps him <laughs> and takes him off to Belgium. Yeah, the rough um, night. Yeah, it just never got better for him. No. Uh, so he goes off to Belgium and there's a whole load of disinterested 
people staring up at the cage and, and Mr. Bite is trying to like drum up a bit of interest. But John Merrick's exhausted and he keeps kind of like he's on the verge of collapse and everyone just kind of like wanders off. Mm. Are we kind of does he fall over? Yeah, he collapses he on stage, over. yeah. Okay, and everyone and everyone goes. So as punishment, Mr. Bite forces him to sleep in a cage full of monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, who are howling at him. I've missed I've... a really key point. I'm only about three <laughs> sentences off, but I should point out <laughs> that it is well known at this time that should John Merrick fall asleep flat on his back, he will die because the positioning of yeah. his throat and his body means that he will asphyxiate himself. But he's sat off in this monkey cage. He's kind of propped up against the cage. Mm. But all of the other um, fellow freak show um, exhibits, people, um, free him. They come and break into the cage and encourage him to, to run away. R2-D2. Yeah, RTT releases him. <laughs> and Dexter Fletcher was always there for him as well. We always yeah. like looked out for him. He did. So somehow he makes it back to London. Uh, yeah. You don't really see the journey. You just see him get off at a London train station with his special hat and hood on. Series of trains, although there would have been a boat involved, I guess. So there would have some been point. something. A passport? Does he have a pot? Like, did passport? Oh, no, let's not get into that. <laughs> let's. Oh, then to it. When, when, when was this film even set? Like, I keep saying yeah. Victorian times, but what? John Merrick. Oh, right, yeah. Because if Helium was 1935, when was this set? 18 something, wasn't it? The Elephant Man, 1800s? 1862. He died in 1890. All right, so helium wasn't well, there's used only in Berlin, eight. So. The so they, record... they, those Berlins were on sticks. Ah, uh, the earliest recorded British passport could be traced back to the reign of Henry the Fifth. Oh, V. That's five, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, in fourteen fourteen, the document were known documents were known as safe conducts. It's not until nineteen fifteen they were first used modern style passports, including a photograph okay. and signature. He makes it back to a London train station mm-hmm. um, and he's taunted by these little London street kid urchins who are like, hey, what's under your hood? What's under your hood? And it starts to panic him. And in his panic, he doesn't see a small girl. And he knocks her over and her mum goes mad and starts screaming and creaming. <laughs> I've written creams. Her mother, her mother creams. Mm. And, oh, God, that even I didn't even pick. Oh, forget I said anything. <laughs> it made me say screaming and creaming and then I hadn't mm. even picked up the relevance of that anyway so her mother screams and it alerts all of these very Victorian men with moustaches who chase him down and say oi yeah. um, and they basically corner him and um, and he pleads with them I'm not an elephant I'm not an animal I am a man was that a real Victorian station, do you think? As in the toilets Ooh. and that. It looked kind of solid and real, didn't it? Like they yeah, had to it did actually. Put some angles to make it to make it work. I'm gonna guess you're looking it up. I will. I'm going to St. Pancras, like King's yeah. King's Cross. Mm. All them crazy elephant bones. Film locations. 
the wonderfully descript Victorian railway station where America arrives back in London. Old Liverpool Street Station. Okay. They, oh, that's quite nice. I don't think I've been there. Why don't you just bloody marry it then? I think I will. Okay. Um, <laughs> that is actually where Dr. Treves met him for the first time when he was oh, being it? chased in a uh, in a train station. Well, he was he was actually being chased in a train station. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so already he he had quite an uneventful life. Yeah. Apart from that, I suppose. apart from that. <laughs> and his face <laughs> and other stuff yeah okay carry on um and then he's back at the hospital and she's really apologizes for for what happened to him and john says it's unnecessary you don't need to apologize and then he gets taken to a show um which is actually beautiful you know there's a lot of films that show like operas happening or ballets and that kind of thing and you're forced you're forced you're forced to watch it and actually I'm not an opera or ballet fan but I think if I actually went to a real one you would be involved in the event of it but when somebody just films it and it shows part of a film it is so dry but actually this was really like a really beautiful montage of all different bits of the show and his kind of like he's looking around at the audience and at the show and he's so happy to be there and he's there with Princess Alexandra and at the end his favourite actress comes out on stage and dedicates the whole show to him. There was was a little bit earlier talking about Princess Alexandra where they're having a meeting whether to kick elephant man out of the mm. hospital or not and then she turns up on behalf of queen victoria and says he ain't yeah. going nowhere yeah and they're like and everyone's like oh because there's like one of the blokes who's like proper get this guy out of here and yeah they flipped uh, it on uh, him going and going made him, him raise his hand eh? yeah yeah but that helen ryan who played princess alexandra mm. Also played Princess Alexandra from Edward the Seventh in 1975 and reprised her role as in the same character. Oh, that's what I thought. Well, she's pretty tight cast. Yeah, that's um. I wonder when the last time there was a need for Princess Alexandra to be <laughs> in a program. Yeah, it's just very strange to use the same person. I mean, you must have. Yeah. I don't think I've seen Edward the Seventh, but um. No, but it's a bit like, who's the guy? <laughs> it's a guy. He's in some films. Mm. Um, I forget eyes. his real name. He's got two two eyes. Oh, two eyes. Um, he speaks. Is it? You know, the guy who speaks? Steve Martin. No, but he does look a bit like Steve Martin. Um, we should do the films plays... Steve Martin. Oh, that would actually be amazing. <laughs> I love Steve Martin like like a father. Yeah. Um it's the guy mm. that always plays John Lennon in everything. And he's Ian Hart. Ian Hart. Ian Hart always plays John Lennon in stuff. So maybe once you just like when you can do something, you can just do it. Ian Hart. Does he play John Lennon? In a, in at least two things. Okay. If not more. <laughs> but, you know, she'd only play Princess Alexandra in two things. 
Maybe. Maybe it's just the second time she did it. Maybe she's still she, doing it now. Maybe is she not. alive? I don't even know Helen who she Ryan. is. Helen Some Ryan. So anyway, while you're, or should we finish off from this point? Let's let's talk Helen Ryan first. <laughs> she's alive. She's alive. Uh, <laughs> Thank God. Born in nineteen thirty-eight. She's still rocking right. it. I think she's still rocking it. That's what INVD is saying. Okay. She did. Oh, hang on. She hasn't got a very long wiki entry, has she? Oh, Edward the Sit. She's. On IMDb, it's called Edward the King. And I've okay. got written down Edward the Seventh. And she's from Liverpool. Or maybe Ian Hart isn't from Liverpool. I got very excited then. Is Ian Hart from Liverpool? Oh, Edward the King was a TV series. So she went from TV series to movie from the same character. That's crazy. So if people knew her from a TV series as the princess. And she turns up in The Elephant Man. That's pretty good. Ian Hart is from Liverpool as well. They're both from Liverpool. And they mm. both have a penchant for playing the same person in lots of different things. And the station I mean, was Liverpool Station. He's Liverpool still Street alive. <laughs> right. And she has two eyes as well. <laughs> but I have never seen them in the same thing together. And she's in The Crown. Come on. She Who did she play? <laughs> the Queen's dresser. Like the wooden <laughs> cabinet. <laughs> no, no, that was Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> uh, I'm just going through her I'm hoping she plays. She plays a queen in Bertie and Elizabeth. Princess of, she's the Princess of Wales in the memoirs of Sherlock Holmes. What is with her? And what is? Yeah, she's notable. She's proper for royal, Yeah, she's. Uh, Get over your bad self, Helen. Queen Queen Justina in Jack and Ori Playhouse. That's it. That's it. That's interesting. Mm. Where were you? Um. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> he's really happy. He finishes his model village. He lies down in bed and he dies. Yeah. So. Purposely, right? He, yeah. That his last he, evening, he was very happy that he was yeah. respected by the audience so that Queen, uh, Princess, whatever her name is, two eyes. Alexander. Oh, no. No, right. she... Oh, no. Well, he's oh, in no, it wasn't her, was it? It's, 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 it's an actress. Yeah. It says, like, thank you, very special visitor, elephant man, whatever his name is. No, she doesn't. Everyone gives him a clap. Yeah. And everyone claps. And he stands up. Doesn't take a bow. I, you'd probably fall over the balcony, I imagine. But he stands up. Yeah. <laughs> Has the night of his yeah. life. Gets home. Does he have a bit of a dance that night, or is he dancing? That's a different no, he, night. He he, he um, completes his model village. Yeah, and then uh, walks over to the bed. Slowly pulls off all the pillows off the bed and lays down. Yeah, next to the picture of his mum. Yeah, and he lays down to sleep. No. That was his happiest moment. And then mm. his mother's voice echoes from the stars saying, nothing really dies. Yeah. So, Lee, I've got a question for you. Okay. Did you did you get lynched by this film? No. No, I didn't. No. no I don't know what it was me. about this movie. Uh, I felt disconnected to this movie. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the movie. I felt completely disconnected from it. I couldn't, I don't know. 
I remember seeing it as a kid and not being interested in it and watching it as a grown-up, I felt exactly the same way. Okay. It was good enough. I like the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good yeah, it's same. been made. I think it's a shame it wasn't more true to his life. I totally agree. If you're going to make this movie. powerful story. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make it into a story of pity. That's exactly mm. not what his life was about. Very and especially, tr- surely you're only making this movie to um, confront. Tell his story. Yeah. And make people kind of face up to the way that they they do, you know, how you do judge people. Or maybe. You could have done that by. Maybe it had to go to these extremes to show what humanity can be like, I guess. Mm. Maybe. But yeah, I know really exactly what it. you mean because I was thinking to myself earlier, what am I going to score it? And I'm going to score it low. Mm. It's like, but it's a great film. It's like yeah. it's really powerful. It's really, it's it's really well told. It's got some beautiful scenes in it. Some beautiful music. Mm-hmm. It's really well. Oh, Mel Brooks was one of the directors, but he wouldn't put he his was. name to it because he didn't, no, he want, didn't want it on the. I think it was a comedy <laughs> or something. Yeah, mm. um, but I can't give it any more than a three. Okay. What are you giving it? How many money pennies? How many money pennies am I giving this? How many money pennies are you going to give this movie? Mm. Three. Yeah. I agree with the first Amazon review. (laughs) What's her name? Miss Stubbs? Stubbs? No, that was John. That was someone else. Let me find her. Uh, Nancy, I think it was. Yeah, Nancy Bishop. There was nothing I like best or nothing I like least. Yeah, I totally I agree with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for doubting you, Nancy. <laughs> okay, yeah. so that puts this film in second place out of the two that we've watched so far. Yes. Um, um, Hooray's ahead, leading the way with nine points. Um, any notable songs? I don't think there was. There was. I mean, there was um, music. When he was dancing in his bedroom, some. No, there was. Someone There's sing? Some very, very notable music. It was like um, a score. Oh, yeah, the score. The. It's like. Um... Yeah. What was that? I really. It's used in a lot of yeah. Mm, um, I'm looking it yeah, up. Yeah, but I I think like the Lynchian thing in films is mm. like a character breaking into song. There was none of that. No, none of it. But I agree, the score is amazing. But Lee, we are not the Oscars. No, we're not. Uh, a for strings. That's the that one. Yeah. Okay. Um. Any creepy silent dudes? Um, only the or... elephant man. Yeah. American self. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So in terms of um, In Heaven, as sung by Lady in the Radiator, compared to no one breaking into song, we're putting In Heaven in first position, I guess. You hear that? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. What's it used in? It's used in a war film, like the big. <sighs> what's, <laughs> what's the one? Not platoon. Uh, 
Yeah, platoon. No, not platoon. No. Uh, Stu. Well, you know the film um, when we were in Italy and you stood with your arms out looking into the sunset and you said, take a picture of me. What's, what film is that from? Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. There you go. Yeah, that one. Um, okay. Creepy Silent Dude. Who is a better Creepy Silent Dude? The man in the moon guy pulling the lever or John Merrick? I don't man think John Merrick moon. is menacing enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Food references. No soup. No soup. Um, yeah. Should have been soup. There's, this was... Did you? Good lord! Did you think we were going to get soup? Yeah. There was a moment. Well, but, well was there was a moment in the kitchen where they were dishing something because it's mm-hmm. a black and white. You can tell it was no. porridge. Uh, that was it. There was only normal porridge. That's the only thing we saw. Not as good as a tiny bloody gravy chicken. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> best line. This is my best line, but up to you. But. Um, I really loved it when the night when Sonny Jim was saying only mother's head can sack me now, but she stood right behind him and she just hits him over the head with this iron bar, and she says done. I'll go with that. I didn't really uh, note one to be honest, so I'll go with yours. I'll do that from next week. I forgot. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna move that to first position if that's all right with you because it was yeah uh... absolutely. This was um, Lynch's. Although... First. Although, so what do you know was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that back in first. This was um, David Lynch's first studio movie and first commercial movie and first straight movie, I guess. Okay. And first of only two straight movies. Ironically, the second straight movie being called, being called The Straight, the straight Movie. Yeah. Um, he was working on a building site i think i read when he was called yeah. to direct it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> why wouldn't you i was working as a brickie on a building <laughs> site no I barren trees i really looked out for barren trees there were none no soup no seinfeld no chevron carpets no doppelgangers no, no being locked out but one model village only one icon one point three for a razor head <laughs> Okay, that's our that's our scoring done. I haven't thought of a question for Spooky Girl. Ooh. Yeah. Um, how about our uh, is Ian Hart actually Helen Ryan? Hmm. That's gonna be a very short answer. <laughs> Spooky Girl never <laughs> Yeah. Cool. So next time oh, it's yeah. It's June. your favourite, Dune. You I'm say really Dune? Dune. 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 Um, yeah, I'm proper dreading it. I've never liked I'm, it. I've never watched it. Um, I've seen the remake and it's fantastic. And I hear okay. the there's been this and a TV series that have done no justice to the books, which I've also never read. But... Um, <laughs> You're quite the fan. No, yeah, I'm not, but um, I like the new movie, and I would like to compare it to the old movie. And some people mention a few things that happened in the old movie. It's just about desert, good. isn't it? Pretty much, they're like spice merchants. 
in space. Spice, mer- spice merchants in space? Spice merchants in space. Oh, it sounds awful. <laughs> is it but, short? Please, no, it's not. Is it it's really it's long? It's really long. <laughs> Super long. Oh. Why doesn't it tell me how long it is? It's because it's still it. on now. It hasn't actually finished yet. <laughs> right. Two hours and 17 minutes. Uh, it's about the length of a Bond film. It's true. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. The Atritides leave their homeworld, Caladan, for Arrakis. What was it? Just fuck off. <laughs> but I have to do the notes this week, don't I? So Yeah, thank God. It means that. I don't have to really watch it. Yeah. I might just listen to some podcasts about it instead. So if you want the chance to win Danny's second-hand air diffuser <laughs> from a leading British supermarket that may or may yeah. not give you allergies, hashtag Elephant Man on any of our social medias. Yeah. Thank you very much. See, See you, you after time. June. Yeah. Yo.